0: You are listening to the current podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, April 28th. I hope you didn't find the past month too cruel. May Day is on Saturday, which in some cultures heralds the unofficial start of spring. For other people, it's a day for the workers of the world to unite. By the power vested in me as host of the current podcast, I do decree that you may take May Day off. Don't forget that for most of us, the self-appraisal portion of the annual staff performance appraisal process is due next Monday, May 3rd, at 4.30 p.m. Pacific. That's 1.30 p.m. if you're in Hawaii. I will refer you to last week's podcast with Rashmi Umdekar with all the tips and tricks you'll need to successfully complete yours. Now on to today's topic. We are joined by Cheryl Gearbracht and Brian Demel for an update on the Inclusive Excellence Initiative here in IT services.
1: This is Mark Herzberger. Today we are joined by Cheryl Gearbracht and Brian Demel. Cheryl and Brian, welcome back to the pod.
2: Thanks Mark, nice to be here.
1: Thank you. And we'll introduce our topic momentarily, but if I could ask uh, the pair of you to just briefly introduce uh, who you are and your roles here in IT services and anything else relevant, that would be a great start.
2: I'm Cheryl Gearbrack, the senior director leading the ITS business office. I'm in my 24th year here at UC San Diego, all in ITS and its predecessor units. While my education and professional experience are in the areas of accounting and finance, I have a passion for volunteering, mostly with organizations that focus on the development and leadership of women and improving our communities. For many years, I've supported our VC area with the development of our Staff Affirmative Action Plan, collating the results of the individual units into one cohesive plan. And currently, I serve in an EDI advisory capacity to our BC CFO, Pierre ule
3: so I'm Brian Demel. I'm the executive director for our enterprise architecture and infrastructure teams. I've been with the university for just over 17 years. I'm currently in the LEAD fellows program and um, am a huge proponent of equity and inclusion and am um, wanting to do what I can to make the climate and overall work environment at our university a welcoming place for everybody.
1: Thank you both. And that's a good segue, Brian, because our topic today is indeed inclusive excellence at IT services and in general. And to get us going, Cheryl, uh, just for the the sake of an overview and, and some grounding for our listeners, what is inclusive excellence at IT services?
2: Thanks, Mark. You know, the inclusive excellence is a part of the second goal in the UC San Diego strategic plan, which is actually cultivate an inclusive and diverse community that encourages open, respectful dialogue. And in the past few years, the campus created a specific strategic plan for inclusive excellence, which will serve as the roadmap for the university's future of equity, diversity, and inclusion. So specific goals include, improving access, which is attracting, retaining, supporting a diverse faculty, staff, and student body with a goal of reflecting California demographics, improving climate, which is creating and fostering a positive and welcoming climate where we value, include, and support all at UC San Diego, and then accountability, ensuring institutional accountability through processes and structures. So that's basically it in a nutshell for UC San Diego. For ITS, we have a couple of goals that relate specifically to our effort. And that is to encourage a culture of excellence with respectful space for diverse voices and perspectives, creating an understanding of concepts of equity, diversity, and inclusion, and recognizing their intersectional and complex nature, implementing systems and policies that ensure access and fairness, and measure and address underrepresentation.
1: And as far as your work um, heading this up over the past few years, uh, what are some of the actions that have that you that we've taken so far and, and what are some successes we could point to here in IT services?
2: In the area of access, we have um, implemented uh, reviews of our referral pool diversity. Making sure that we have sufficient diversity and we have a diversity that will address our, our underrepresentation. We also have strengthened the diverse interview committee requirement. We have reclaimed a position to invest in an executive recruiter for IT, and that position has been really important for us in terms of being able to reach out to community members who are not maybe looking for a job. And this has helped us with our inclusive excellence as well. We have reviewed the job posting language to make sure that the ads are welcoming to all. We implemented a plan to require the ITS recruiters to review the interview questions. We implemented a diversity and inclusion question in all interviews. We use campus partners in probably about 30% of, of our recruitments. In the area of outreach, we uh, became a partner in Women in Cybersecurity to try to increase our um, profile with uh, women in that particular area. Um, there aren't very many women in cybersecurity. And so we really would like to work with that organization to increase the profile for UC San Diego. Uh, we've been working to make a lot of contacts with campus resource centers, such as the Women's Center and the LGBT Center. In the area of accountability, we have implemented programs for, uh, actually a requirement, for implicit bias training for all search committee members. And in fact, that entire SMT completed the six-course implicit bias certification last year. We've reviewed and updated our employee recognition program. We review staff at work survey results and implement changes as indicated. We've begun having some difficult conversations here in ITS. Uh, in the areas uh, about race, and also in the area of privilege. And we'd like to do more of that in the coming months and years. We also do a a careful review of our representation as it pertains to uh, performance appraisal ratings and salaries, and and all, all matter of statistics such as that, you know, to make sure that we that we're doing the right thing and that we don't have any areas of concern that need to be addressed.
1: And what's what's gonna be on the inclusive excellence roadmap for the next one to two years?
2: So we have a few things planned, but you know, I would say the good thing about inclusive excellence and the good thing about ITS is we're gonna be looking for ideas coming from uh, the rest of the organization, but we are going to continue the strategies that we've already implemented that I've talked about And um, we're going to be recommending that all managers complete the implicit bias certificate program like the SMT did. We're planning a a scholarship program for a UC San Diego female STEM student to increase awareness and strengthen our relationship with the STEM communities. We plan to create an internal EDI committee, which Brian um, is gonna talk about a little bit more, to continue some of the discussions that we've begun and garner ideas from our staff to improve our climate and success. We plan to um, implement more opportunities to connect socially, especially with so many of our staff working remote. We also are working on a program for our student employees to create a cohort community across ITS. And this will both improve their experience and create a potential pipeline for future staff as well as for transition to a more student supported environment. And lastly, we do want to increase our outreach to programs which support girls and women in tech, both inside, outside UC San Diego. This is an ongoing process that will uh, continue into the future.
1: Let's bring you in, Brian. You had mentioned in your intro the LEAD Fellows Program. What exactly is that, and why did you sign up to participate?
3: So the LEAD Fellows Program is one of the initiatives that have come out of the Office for Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion on campus. And uh, LEAD stands for Leaders for Equity, Advancement, and Diversity. Why I wanted to participate, you know, if I back up to when I was in grad school, I was exposed uh, quite a long time ago to uh, race topics and race literature. Uh, mostly through the philosophy program that i was in and that kind of sat with me for a long time i didn't you know it, it was sort of in the background about about three years ago two three years ago i actually started picking up some of the more recent literature on that and um got myself sort of reacquainted with it and i based on that and myself trying to learn more about these, these ideas and the sort of general climate within the United States and elsewhere. And then of course, with the things that have occurred over the last year, year and a half, I just felt the need to participate more actively in trying to help change not just the numbers and not just the statistics, but more importantly, the climate and the thinking that went, that goes behind a lot of the sort of race situations in the United States. So that was kind of why I got into the LEAD Fellows Program and why I applied to be in it.
1: And How is that program you know, structured? Uh, what are you learning and perhaps what's what's the most interesting thing you've learned so far?
3: So it's the cohort that's in it right now. There's about 22 people, I believe, that are in it. And it's a cross-section of uh, UC San Diego. There's folks from health. There are a few faculty. There are folks from our business offices. Um, I'm the only person um, on it this time that's in IT. And uh, uh, we meet for two hours every other week. There's a few books we've had to read, there have been some guest speakers that have come in, but a lot of it's about building a trust, a relationship with the others in the cohort, it's a safe place for us to have some fairly difficult conversations and talk about some difficult topics. And so we were, they break us out into small groups where we've spoken quite freely about the readings we've had and other situations that we've been in. The most interesting thing that I've learned, I mean, I think the biggest thing, which I kind of hinted at just a a minute ago, is, you know, there is a lot of tension between the situation that people of color find themselves in the United States, and the perception of, you know, white folk in the United States about what the true kind of underlying uh, nature of the sort of the, the racial tension and divide that we have. And so, it's it's very subtle, right? And there's there's some really good uh, scholarship in this front, and you know there are things that you know for like myself that I grew up with, place that I grew up in, how I was raised, that I would have you know not put myself into a like racist category. However, there are some subtle differences between being what is referred to as non-racist, which is essentially kind of not really paying attention to the real race situation that's going on in the United States and explicitly being anti-racist. And this LEAD Fellows Program and a lot of the stuff that I've been doing is trying to get people understanding and learning on their own and coming to sort of the nuanced differences between the way that a lot of us were raised and how we think and an explicit sort of anti-racist position that um, I think is long overdue and very much needed.
1: Yeah, that that sounds pretty interesting Uh, and I get what you're saying about the the subtlety element, which I think you explained pretty well. And so I I would think that uh, one of the goals of you being in the class uh, is to be an ambassador, if you will, afterwards. So once you wrap up on the LEAD Fellows, the formal program, how do you imagine that you'll deploy or leverage that knowledge uh, for our efforts here in IT services?
3: So some of that has already started. So we have another LEAD Fellow in ITS, and that is Declan Fleming and uh he went he finished up oh, a year year plus ago um and and for some of you that are probably listening to this you have possibly uh, participated in the race talk sessions that he's done uh he did one a while back and uh some of the staff that were in the networking group um specifically uh james Seddon and inez hicks uh they were very interested in keeping the conversation going. And so they started of their own, started talking about ways of doing that just within their part of the the organization. Well, I connected up with them and we have subsequently brought Chris Harris into the conversation um, to talk about how can we, ITS, establish a program that IT staff can participate in to expose, others to these ideas expose some to the literature uh get people in a in a safe you know respectful place to where we can have these conversations and then keep those going because you know like a lot of initiatives that large organizations do um we this cannot be a you know we go to an annual training and we're done for the year or we you know, We watch a few webinars and then we're, we're finished with this. This is a ongoing conversation and ongoing need. And that type of work, including the, this program we've been talking about, those things will start to change the climate within a specific part of the organization. If you bundle that up with a few of the things that Cheryl was talking about in terms of our recruiting and other stuff, we're kind of trying to go after these three aspects of you know, equity, diversity, and inclusive excellence that you need to, you have to focus on all three. You can't just do a couple of them and say, okay, everything's all, all, all great. So, um, you know, and as Cheryl mentioned, we have already started talking about establishing a diversity committee or something like that that we'll talk about in, in ITS. Um, and then I have, already sort of been speaking with outside companies about their diversity programs as part of the lead fellows, you have to commit to being a resource for the, the greater UC San Diego, right? So I possibly would be um, asked to go help lead some of these conversations and discussions in other parts of the organization. And so I'm committed to staying in and putting energy into this because I think it is um in the university's best interest, and it's all in in all of our staff's best interest.
1: And same question for you, Cheryl, how do you see Brian, aside from what he just explained, how would you see him fitting in and advancing the goals of the program uh, here in IT services?
2: Well, I'm thrilled that Brian um, took the step to apply for the LEAD program, And, and I can tell you it was highly competitive this year. I think there were more than a hundred applicants, and I think they took just upwards of twenty or twenty-two. Brian said so; it was very competitive. Brian has always been a person who has uh, demonstrated inclusive excellence in my mind, and I think it's very important from the standpoint of our senior leadership to have someone at Brian's level committed and openly being committed uh, to the program. I think you know one of the things that. Brian is really good at doing, and it's going to show when he starts some of the the lead conversations that that he just talked about, is he is a great listener and is very open to listening to the ideas of others and creating an environment where you can have these safe conversations. And I think that's the hardest part, really. You know, the race talk that we had that was led by Declan Fleming and Danny Dawson, another um, Another lead fellow is just the tip, it's just the tip of that iceberg, really, because that was just about talking. How do you talk about race? Not really having a talk about race, if you will. And so I think there are a lot of of groups within ITS that have not even had uh, exposure to that talk. And some of the ones who have, I know, want to continue uh, moving deeper into having those conversations. And it really all is with the lens of trying to make ITS a better place to work.
1: And Brian, you had mentioned that um, Inez, James, and then later on, you know, Chris got involved to, uh, as, you, as you put it, continue the conversation. What, what are some pathways, formal or otherwise, that if somebody else in IT services, you know, they want to learn more or do more, or et cetera. You know, what can they do or who should they, they contact?
3: well the university has a lot of resources available if you go to diversity.ucsd.edu you can you can go get there there's a link right at the top of their website that goes to a set of anti-racism resources i would also offer my own time if somebody wants to contact me directly Um, And i just want to also point out that you know although we've been at least in the last little bit here focusing Kind of on the race talk uh side of this this is also more broad in terms of inclusive excellence that includes you know people that have disabilities uh women who have been disadvantaged as well as lgbt community and others so we have to make sure that we're we're thinking broadly in this case and you know i've been a uh, mentor in a local women in technology program for the last couple of years uh, and have participated in a couple other diversity panels and things like that um, throughout the country. So there are resources out there. Feel free to hit me up or a good place to start is with our diversity info on the campus website.
1: And I, I think we touched on this a little in the conversation, but perhaps we could address too just through the kind of the lens of COVID or the lens of telecommuting, how has that affected, uh, Cheryl, just the overall program since, you know, maybe we're all just, or a lot of us just feel like we're sitting in our own little cave, as I affectionately call it here at home. How do we, how can we build that sense of connectedness uh, if we're only seeing each other on screens and so forth?
2: Mark, that's an excellent point. It really has been a challenge to maintain that connectedness. Now, some of our groups in ITS have done a really good job at that and you know right now we have a committee that has that has come together to help us reimagine the workplace at ITS we took uh, folks from every group within our organization and they're coming together to review the results of the survey that we had from ITS staff, which we had to about 230 respondents, I believe. So a very good uh, cross-section. We're we're looking at what uh, the staff told us about the the future of the workplace and potentially uh, moving past this COVID time period. And then they're going to be making some recommendations in, in how best to move forward. I guess that's all I'll say about that right now, but there's
1: more to come. Thank you so much, Cheryl and Brian, for joining us on the podcast.
2: Thanks so much for the opportunity, uh, Mark. This is such an important topic, and we appreciate the time.
0: Yep. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you, Cheryl and Brian. Don't forget that as a campus-wide resource, you can visit diversity.ucsd.edu for programs, initiatives, and learning opportunities. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT Services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.